my name is Michelle Dyer and have to note I am not a financial advisor please consult one the views expressed here are strictly my own and do not reflect my employer Hey everybody, I am super excited today. I have Clayton Howe here, performer, host of Entertainment X podcast. Now, he interviewed me for his podcast, and you definitely need to check it out. It's a really good podcast, all the episodes, not just mine. And um, But Mel Rob from the Biz of Show connected us, and while we were chatting, he just had really good insight into budgeting because you know I hate the dreaded B word, and... <laughs> Clayton actually stuck to a budget, and he has a really good story. So, Clayton, uh, say hi. Please introduce yourself. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Clayton Howe. Uh, Michelle just gave me a wonderful introduction. Yes, Entertainment X. Um, we'll talk more about that later if we need links and what have you. <laughs> Please, yes. Um, but, okay, so let's – should we get right down to it, Michelle? Please. Tell me your story. Oh, all right. Great. So, I graduated college in 2014. That was May of 2014. And I started saving over the summer. I was lifeguarding. I was making thirteen twenty-five an hour, nice. thirteen fifty an hour, and I was saving all of that money because I knew by the end of the summer I was moving into uh, New York City. Mm-hmm. I moved into um, Brooklyn, and I was sharing a basement apartment. Didn't have a door, mm-hmm. and I shared it with my friend, great friend, best friend. We're still best friends, Nikia Peterkin, and we we split a, a one thousand dollars a month between the two of us. Nice. We brought all my, I brought furniture in from Long Island. <laughs> and so we were each paying $500 a month, which is really, really great in Crown Heights. Oh yeah. And I immediately went to, you know, went to the business of getting a job, some sort of job that would continue to pay my rent. Yeah. I moved into the city. I don't know if I just said this. I moved into the city with $2,500 okay. in my bank account. Nice. So I had what I considered at least three months to figure out my life. And <laughs> it was really, it's really, I operated out of fear and I don't think that's a great place to operate from, but Preach. it definitely kept me on my path of budgeting mm-hmm. because I was afraid <laughs> of not having enough money. Yeah. So, okay. So what happened was I booked a cruise line. Mm-hmm. I did that for one year mm-hmm. and I saved relatively well, okay. but unfortunately not well enough. Mm-hmm. And when I got back to the city, it kind of, it occurred to me, I was like, okay, I need, I wanted, I wanted more money in my bank account before I got back for good. They offered me another contract. Yeah. I was like, you know what, let me go back. And really, towards the end of my first contract and all of my second contracts, I was saving about $1,000 every other week. Saving? Saving. Yeah, saving. Wow. Non-negotiable. I'm putting it in my savings account. Nice. $1,000 every other week. Okay. And I saw a lot of my friends buying Lululemon and Macintosh products. Really? On the boat? Going out a lot. Well, you know, when you're in port. And you have this, oh. you know, crazy amount of money. Oh, so you, you can, can go out at to... night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh. then, you know, on Saturdays, you're in Port Canaveral, so you go to the mall. Oh, and here I'm thinking you're, you're not... like a nun on the boat. Oh, so you have the opportunity to spend. Oh, a lot. Oh, okay. And and what happened was, you know, you can get to a place emotionally where you're not feeling fulfilled when you're doing the same thing day in and day out oh, yeah. on the Wi-Fi. Yep. And you look you look to the external and the material thing yeah. to stimulate, you know, to be like, I'm enough, I feel good, I yeah. feel worthy. Yeah. And that's where you see a lot of people walking around with these high-end brands because it's a status symbol and 
they think it's going to give them some emotional value that it doesn't. Oh, so yeah. I, I was like, I was really conscious about this because I realized, okay, I can go spend all my money on these products, yeah. but they won't make me happier. And I'll be even a wor- I'll be in a worse situation when I get back to the city because I really truly need money for rent. Yeah. Wow. The fact so, that you were, how old were you at this time? 24. The fact that you were that mature to understand that at that age, though, that's, that's awesome. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's, that's a lot though. It's not an accident though. It's not accident because I was looking for that information. I have, Mm. you know, my, my own side interest and you know, this from our conversation on my podcast is understanding the emotions behind things. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. Why, why I'm always trying to figure out why someone will make it in an industry and why they won't. Great point. Why? you know, is Steve Jobs successful and so many other computer people not? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? what is it with the, you know, pushing through, persisting, all that stuff? Yep. So I had this, uh, I had about, so I got back to the city after my second contract, and I want to say I was almost at $30,000 in wow. my bank. And that was, again, not on accident. I was saving, you know, I got a bonus at the end. I put that right in. Nice. But there were these, you know, I set rules for myself mm. with, eating out, how much money I would spend in each port mm-hmm. or how much I would spend in a week. Because I tell myself, great, $100 a week. That's all I'm spending yeah. on the ship. And then you get to your first port in like St. Thomas and you rent a car and it's 50 bucks. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, your Chinese food in, in St. Martin, when you go to that or Thai food, rather, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that's 40, 50 bucks. So it's a hundred dollars real quick before you ever wow. buy a, you know, a Mai Tai. Yeah. And, and that was like, that was difficult for me. So there's a lot of like, I'll have my meals on the boat, you know, I'll have breakfast <laughs> on the boat. I won't go out and buy it. You do know, they, but, so there was, it was a lot of, what? Oh, I was going to say, do they provide three meals a day with your contract? Like, do they provide any meals or is it all bought? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's provided. Oh, okay. So you have the they option see, to save see. the money. It's just people, uh, I get it. No, I get it. But literally like you have the option to have free food. But then you're thinking about it. It's like, do I want huevos rancheros <laughs> in Cozumel or, or do I want boat eggs boat. over easy in the mess? <laughs> no, it's true. I know. And when you've been on a boat, I hop to the, well, I deserve it because I've done X, Y, Z. Yeah. No, I get it. All right. I get it. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. The stories we tell ourselves. Oh, yeah. And that's, that was a big thing, you know, because yeah. you can talk yourself in or out of whatever you want. Yep. Wow. And so when I got back here, though, Mm -hmm. it was like, again, and I was still operating, the fear is subsiding. And that's a whole separate conversation for us to talk about how to (laughs) not operate out of fear. Yeah. But I had, you know, so I put down, I got back. Okay. And I had uh, first and last month plus security plus the finder fee, you know, all that stuff. I signed a lease. Yep. And, but again, I signed a lease at 190th Street, way up there in Inwood or almost Inwood. Oh, yeah. And, it was $744.46 a month for my bedroom. Yep. And that's really good. And mm-hmm. I shared it. It was a four bedroom, two full bath. I shared it with three other guys. Mm-hmm. And that was my rent plus $100 that I budget for weekly here in the city. Mm-hmm. $32 for Metro remaining for food. Because wow. in reality, there's nothing else you need to buy. Yep. Now, granted, now let's get to this. Now, this is a whole separate conversation that people don't talk about. I was still under 26. So I was on my parents' wow. health insurance. So I know, we're that's not even, so we haven't lucky. even started talking about that yet. 
And that's so, so, so lucky. So when you, so I'm going to go back to between first and second contracts. So when you got off that first contract, you had full intention of just doing one and going back to the city with that chunk of change. Yes. And then you said, oh, I only have XYZ in my account. I want to go save more so I can have the freedom to audition. Like what was that thought process? Okay. Well, I was sitting at the resort right after I got off the ship and I got an email from the company telling me, asking me if I wanted to come back. Okay. Like they roped me in real quick. Yeah. And it was good because I told myself I'd only do one. And then I had realized, okay, I wasn't ready to come back yet. Mm -hmm. I didn't have enough money. You know, that was the logistical thing. I didn't have enough uh, confidence, I felt, Mm -hmm. to just get right back in. Because I'm telling you, those first two months I spent in Brooklyn were challenging they were they were really they were really challenging like mentally audition wise just been thrown in the city for the first time yes yeah doing right now michelle we're talking about money and we're talking about budgeting but it starts with your mental emotional intelligence everything starts with it it. starts it's like how mentally tough are you yep and what's your risk tolerance yep to pursue whatever career you're going in so Mm -hmm. like i keep talking about numbers and money but it was really it's a mental test you have to get over you got to figure out the the mental toughness of where you are and what's your level of comfort because the second you start paying for things on your own it's much different than when mama and daddy would throw me 20 dollars for the movie theater oh 100 percent. you know i grew up i grew up in long island and it was a comfortable life yeah you know i'm not saying that i was like I think, you know, rich beyond all means, yeah. but I was upper middle class mm-hmm. and I didn't, I didn't have to worry. And granted, again, I didn't have to call up Ikea and get furniture delivered. I brought it from home. So like, these are little mm, things yeah. that change yeah. for everyone. Yeah. If you're from Wisconsin, it's different than when you're from Long Island. Dude, I, I'm from Ohio. I bought a couch, like a, a twin bed, a sofa thing and a TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you do what you, yeah. you know, you do what you gotta do. So I used to tell people, come to the city and have like 5,000 bucks in your pocket. And now I'm kind of leaning toward 25 grand. And that sounds so far out, but um, it's comforting to hear that. And I always tell people, go on a boat. If you do not have money saved, go on a cruise ship and save, 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 save. So it sounds like it is a great place to save money. Um, I really go with the David Bach quote though. It's not how much you make, it's how much you save of what you make. So you saw people who were making, you know, around the same that you were and then just blowing it all. So they would come out of the contract with not as much as you did. Did, did you... Once, so the budget that you made for yourself, did you make that on the boat or like, how did you, how did you get there? Because the word budget just scares the pants off me. Okay. So yeah, (laughs) it does for a lot of people, I think. Mm. Uh, Well, I had, so I had two different budgets. One, I started to realize now, granted up to this point, and I'm going to answer this question, I promise. Granted up to this point, the most money I had ever seen in a bank account Mm. of my own was $2,500. Okay which is a lot for a high schooler. Oh, yeah. You know, once you get into college, you get there. You know, that's a lot. Of, that's a big number to see. So then once I started getting these checks that were, you know, over $1,000, yeah. 
And I see the number go to like, you know, $7,000, in the bank account. Yeah. That, that was like startling to me. I was like, oh, uh, oh, like this is like a small child. I can't get rid of it. I can't, I can't abort this. I need to save this and protect this. Mm -hmm. So I, that's when I made a savings account because up to this point, I only had like a checking account. Okay. Yep. And I was understood that I had like a money market, not even a money market. It was just like a savings. Yep. I, don't remember, I have to look that up for you. But it okay. it, it, it gave me interest. There was interest because it was okay. a savings account. And not much, you know, but it's money for free, really. It's just a couple cents. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so how am I going to keep filling the savings account up? And I was like, great, $1,000 every paycheck okay. or 1500 if I can do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I did that. And then when I got off the boat, I pretty much looked at my rent yeah. and how much money I needed for like Metro, AKA moving around the city and mm. food. And then I just calculated out from there, like how much money did I have to live like that? Right. And then that had me deciding what kind of job I wanted to get when I got back and how much I wanted to work. Well, that was the other so. thing. So did you just straight, I am spending, I am living on this budget so I can audition my face off and go to whatever I need to or do readings for free or do whatever I want. So I am saving for X. What was that X? Okay. Yes. I wanted the freedom to excel in performing arts. Yep. So I wanted, I wanted to say, ah, I want to go to that dance class at Steps. I'm going. Yep. I want that voice lesson. I'm taking it. Mm-hmm. I want to go to this audition and wait all day to get seen. I can do it. I yep. don't have to go babysit or whatever. Yes. So the job I got was DJ and it paid <laughs> well enough. Yeah. And I was on the weekend. So we're talking 7 p.m. to 4 a.m. on Saturday through Sunday okay. that I would DJ. And they would feed me and I could have any drinks that I wanted. So mm-hmm. I got my whole fill of that done. You know, I was going to say, uh, yeah, where was your expensive. fun, right? You're a 20 year old in I New was, York city. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm hosting the party at a bar and wow. I'm drinking for free. Yeah. And that, I know that's a lot of pitfall. That could be a pitfall for a lot of people yeah. of like alcohol, yeah. which just adds up when you go out to eat. Oh yeah. Quickly. So oh, that's yeah. what I was doing. And then I took all my free time. Mm-hmm. Now I'm, I'm jumping ahead here. So this is when I got back from my second contract. Yeah. I was here for a full year. I took my time. I stayed at home a lot, probably more than I needed to. Mm-hmm. I probably should have had another job mm-hmm. just to keep my mind busy. Okay. I was under the impression and realization that I wanted to do more than just audition. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. Okay. I didn't know what it would be. So I was at home doing all sorts of stuff. I was reaching out to people that are way above my you know, weight class, so to speak, <laughs> in boxing. I was or wrestling. I was reaching out to celebrities, and I wanted to just interview, talk to, understand more of everyone else's past. Yeah. Because I just knew that sitting at auditions wasn't going to be the only thing I do until I quote-unquote make it. That's and awesome. So I had all this time to do that. Yeah. I wasn't distracted and I intentionally didn't take a serving job because I knew I'd be making way more money than I needed. Mm -hmm. And when I start making more money than I need, you, it's like my, my, my intentions and my goals change. I'm all of a sudden like, well, I'm doing well. I have a lot of money. Maybe I should go to Italy, which is like a lot of my friends from the ship did because they had money to go to Italy. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to stay on this direct path of I'm going to make it, I'm going to perform, right. I'm going to get what I want in yeah. the performing arts and I'm not going to travel until I do that first. Yeah. So. And 
So even though you had that chunk of change in your pocket and you, did you have to work that DJ job or was that just to sustain your savings? Yeah. So essentially the DJ job replaced that hundred dollars a week. Oh, okay. So if if I worked one day a week, I'd make after taxes, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. And I would just spend a hundred of it on what I needed to spend it on. Yeah. But then what that meant was any money in my savings account was only going to rent. Gotcha. And I'm still on my parents' health insurance at that time. Oh, nice. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So there's like that whole, that whole situation. Mm -hmm. And I was still, I was still on their um, cell phone at that time. Oh, nice. (laughs) And these are like the little things people don't talk about, you know? But it helps. It helps. It's, you know. It does. Yeah. It does. And I'm not saying that like, oh, what I did won't work for you if you have to pay a cell phone bill and health insurance. Right. That's not the case. Like, no, you just adjust the numbers. But I really wanted to talk to you, yeah, about saying, hey, this is possible and this is one person's path and it's possible. And for me, I'm going to go into my budget soapbox. Like I was an actress for six years and I was told to lose weight the entire time. So the word restriction matches budget and that just makes me (laughs) shrivel up in a little circle. And that is just, that's very hard for me to do. And when you look at your money coming in and going out, there are two things that it could be. You could have more going out than comes in, or you can have more going in than comes out. So it's either spend less or make more. And so for me, I what's more comfortable for me is to make more. And for someone like you, you were able to spend what you needed to spend. So your income was more than what went out. <laughs> and um, so I think yeah. that it was so valuable to hear your story and what worked for you. And on the boat contract, this is my other soapbox. Did you even think about or save or did they have an option for retirement? Was that even something in your mind? Yeah, yeah. So I think the company had like a 401k I could put money into. Okay. But I had realized that I wasn't going to be working for the same company. You know, as a performer, you never work for the sure, same company. Sure, sure. And that I was like, oh, well, then my other option is an IRA. Mm-hmm. So in my second contract, I, I had taken a week off the ship because the grand, my grandma had passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. So I was there with my, yeah, yeah, it was sad at the time. And now it's, you know, it's life. I know. <laughs> and so we're, we're there and I'm with my dad and I'm like, you know, I really should go to the bank and open up an IRA. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want? So I, I think I got something in like Dynatech or something. I got something that's kind of relatively a little more, say, I didn't, it wasn't necessarily like Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, it was oh, more yeah. like bio or something. Yeah. But so I have this IRA, I, I put in $2,000 and I put you. an auto pay on it for $200 a month. Yes, auto pay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but while I'm on the ship, I don't notice $200 going out because oh, every week I'm putting a thousand in. That's fantastic. So, so short story though. Last time I checked that previously, it was like I don't know three. Or, it was it got up to like three or four thousand before it stopped auto pay because they stopped the contract. Yeah, and I got my statement the other day, and it's like double. It alone has done. Now I can't touch it. Thank until, you. Yep. You know I go to sixty five, but that's money that was. I didn't do anything for that money besides put it. And did you miss it because it was on an automatic deposit? 
No, nope. no, it's the same way. You didn't even the same see way it. You don't miss the beer money you spend when you go out. It's like it's gone. I'm know? telling you, I will go back on this David Bach, the Automatic Millionaire. If you all haven't read it yet, you need to get it. It's so good because it, this is our other challenge as a performer. Like you said, we don't work for the same employer all the time. We do not have a consistent paycheck. People with jobs that get paid every two weeks. David Bach recommends that you put an automatic withdrawal in that account. So you know you're going to get paid on the 11th. So on the 11th, have an automatic withdrawal, like you said, $200 into your IRA. And have an automatic withdrawal, $50 into a money market account. And you put those payments on automatic and you will forget about it. Set it and forget it. And you won't notice that you've got the money sitting in your checking account because it's automatically withdrawn. So you really don't see that you've got a certain amount in your account because if you see it, you might spend it. You might say, oh, I've got <laughs> I've got XYZ in my account, so I'm going to go out and, you know, go out for drinks with the girls every night. So automatic payments. I'm so glad you brought that up. Thank you. Um, where did you learn about IRAs and automatic payments? Uh, <laughs> I know the name is very taboo. Uh, Tony Robbins. The book Unshakable. No, I mean people have different. Everyone has people different, have I think different, has different no. feelings and opinions towards I know. what they consider uh, motivation or what have you. But yeah. his information is coming from Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett, yes, and some other some other like people who are in the financial industry. So I I read Unshakable, which is a shorter book. I think that's the so shorter good. One. He's got a longer Money Masters. The Money game. Masters, Un- yes. Unshakable though gave me a lot of this. Unshakable is where they told me that there's a percentage on my IRA that, you know, the bank is charging or whoever is charging and you can change, you know, you can pick, there's different percentage numbers because everyone needs to, obviously the person handling it needs to make a living, Yep. Um, but you can get different percentages. So um, an IRA, a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, there are two different types. A Roth IRA is money that you put in post-tax. A traditional IRA is money that you put in pre-tax dollars. Now, a traditional IRA, uh, when you take that money out, you are taxed upon it. A Roth IRA, when you take that money out, you are not taxed upon it because you put in post-tax dollars. Susie Orman highly recommends the Roth IRA. Now, an IRA is just an account. Sorry, I get really excited about IRAs, so I'm going to go into my... (laughs) An IRA is just an account... And you have to select what investments that money goes into. So if you don't select any investments, that money sits in there and doesn't earn a cent. With the 401k, which is another type of retirement account, usually that company, company XYZ, says select from one of these 10 funds and you have to select one of their allocated funds. With an IRA, sometimes you have a little more choice on what you invest that money in. You can invest it in individual stocks, or you can invest it in mutual funds and index funds, right? Which is the magic word. (laughs) Right, right. And so exactly like Clayton's saying, just look and see the percentage of the account fees on those funds, whether it's a mutual fund or an index fund, because there's an administration fee because somebody's got to pay for the lights on and the person uh, taking care of that fund, but then there are managed accounts as well. So then there are people going in there and switching out the stocks in that fund, and supposedly they're supposed to be better than the market, they're supposed to beat the market, but... 
you know, you said uh, Warren Buffett and all these people are touting index funds right now. So those are definitely something to uh, get into low fee, low cost index funds. It's they're getting so popular right now. So anyway, thank you so much for mentioning that. Well, there, yeah, yeah. Well, there's two things with that. One, um, I don't miss the money. Mm-hmm. And two, to see the money double oh. was really like, I was like, and I'm not watching a stock market. I'm yep. not planning on moving it. It's just. You didn't there, do anything, right? Lose it. You're not. You're going. You're not going mind. in there having the monitoring it. You're literally letting it sit and do its thing. So, if, like, hypothetically speaking, you switch from an IRA to a Roth IRA, mm-hmm. really all you have to do is pay the tax on the pre-tax dollars. Yeah. So go is talk to your tax like guy. Process? Yep. You can totally do um, because Roth IRA has a bunch of stipulations on it. One of them is income and different things. So I don't know if they call it like a backdoor IRA. They're a bunch of things that you can do, but you can switch a traditional to a Roth. You just have to pay taxes on it and, uh, yeah, deal with, uh, definitely ask your tax guy, but, um, it, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Yep. And then the other part of that, which is interesting to me, and I know without talking too much about like healthcare, but this falls into the budgeting situation mm-hmm. because I had all that money saved up yeah. before I turned 26. I actually, my first full year back in the city, I made under $16,000 in the year okay. because making money wasn't the priority. And of course. because I made under that amount, I applied for, med- I, um, I could have Medicaid. No and, way. Uh, and didn't pay wow. it off. Yeah. And then how did you so apply for, for that? Free. How did you know to do that? Like, where did you, where do you even go to apply for Medicaid? You know, I, I want to say they make it difficult to find because it's free healthcare, but sure. <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. But NYC, I think it was like NYC.gov. Yes. And I, I applied, I put in my last tax return, you know, how little I made in the year and it, it worked. It went through. Great resource. And have you, um, with the new ACA, they have, what are they called? Health guides or people that work with you to look at all the exchange plans. Have you ever done that? Or do you know anybody who's done that before? No, no. Cause I know they have, yeah, go to, I'm sure on NYC, what'd you say? NYC.gov. Yeah. Um, they do, they have people who work with you and what they're called guides and they look at all the different exchange plans and they look into those options. And, you know, I just have to tout the actors fund as well because they have so many good programs on health insurance and financial education. So um, definitely check them out. So for you, what is the biggest thing? I mean, it's it's such an accomplishment to save up that money and to see other people spend it in different ways. What did that do for you mentally, emotionally? Like how proud were you? Like how... How did you, what did that do for you when you got in the city and you knew you could do what you came there for? And how did you get through it? Like, how did you, what did you do those nights when you see people go out and you're at home eating uh, cafeteria food? (laughs) Yeah, no. So there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of responses to this. Um, First of all, as far as the food was concerned, it was meal prepping. I meal prepped. Yeah. I made mass quantities of food mm-hmm. and I ate it during the week. So I yeah. didn't have to eat out of lunch. When you're sitting in the holding room auditioning, yes. you know, yeah. for the people auditioning, mm-hmm. it, it's you go out and you want to go to walk to walk or you want to go to like, you know, Taco Bell cantina yep. or whatever. Yeah. And it adds up. And I was like, no, I'm going to bring my Tupperware. I'm going to eat my cold yeah. vegetables that I steamed or what, what have you. Mm-hmm. And I also was in the best shape of my life. I was going to say it was healthier, right? It's portions. It's portion food. 
But what the thing is, and I just read this the other day, it was very interesting. Ask a sampling a bunch of 20 year olds. They put in the average amount puts in like $73, say they put in $73 towards their retirement, Mm -hmm. but they had this feature where you could see yourself at 80 or 90 Mm -hmm. and for retirement. And the people that could see themselves age put in like $173 for retirement because us as humans go for that immediate, um, it's like that immediate reward yeah. as opposed to saving up for the future, looking to the future. A lot of us live in the present moment, which is a good thing to do. Right. But in terms of money and looking to the future financially and logistically, many of us don't do that. It's not how we're programmed. Mm-hmm. We're survival beings. Of course. <laughs> we're just trying yeah. to survive. Yeah. And that was the, that's the biggest challenge in my mind for budgeting mm-hmm. because I'm the sort of person I'll save up, I'll do a big ticket purchase mm-hmm. as opposed to buying myself coffee every morning, sure. which, you know, costs the same as like going out after a couple of years, costs the same as going out and buying expensive recording equipment. Yeah. One fell swoop. So my big thing was trying to save that money mm-hmm. and to actually allow myself to realize, you know, this present moment isn't isn't what it is, isn't my defining moment, like I'm a shit. I'd be like, listen, just because you're going out to eat this morning in a car that you paid to rent because you have the money to do it, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that this is going to be the situation in Washington Heights when you get back to the city and it's winter. Yeah. And all you want to do is get in that Uber mm-hmm. instead of wait for the one train to go home. And that's that discipline. So wow. like I went to Midtown yesterday to go watch a football game. Mm-hmm. I walked, I, I live much closer to Midtown than I used to, but mm-hmm. I walked to the venue so I could take a car home. Yeah. I didn't take a car both ways. I could have walked home, yeah. but I was going to treat myself to $4.87 car ride home. Mm-hmm. And it's that sort of little discipline yeah. that allows me to keep going financially. Because I wouldn't say, you know, like, am I proud of doing it? Sure, I'm proud of doing it. But I don't ever necessarily feel like, you know, this pride of the number in my account because I immediately go back to, okay, the future. You know, what's yeah. the, what am I, where's the money coming from the future? What do I need to do for the future? I figure out, and I also live in blocks of time. Mm-hmm. I will budget, you know, from now till April. Okay. And then I'll be like, okay, in April, I got to sit down and I got to rebudget until mm-hmm. September. And like, I was living in Astoria previously and I had a sublet and I had the sublet was there from, I was in the sublet, I was subletting from someone from January to September. Mm -hmm. So I had my rent figured out. I wanted to live alone. I was going to pay more to live alone. Yep. So I was paying out of somewhere around 1100 bucks to live alone in my own basement apartment. Mm -hmm. And then that same hundred dollars for food and Metro, Mm -hmm. but I stuck to that hard. Wow. Yep. Because. I wanted to get to September mm-hmm. and I didn't want to put myself in a situation. Actually, one of my early podcast interviews, I was talking to this guy, Jeremy, and he had these cruise contracts and he went out and bought a Louis Vuitton bag. He like bought stuff he didn't need because of that immediate gratification. Yeah. It's a really interesting episode. And it got him all the way to the shelter where he had to live in a shelter for a period of time. Wow. Because he a lot of money to actually pay rent. And this kid was like, you know, is talented can always work, yeah. but that little slump, he hadn't saved the money and it got him all the way to shelter. And that's, that was, you know, I, and this, I had all these thoughts before I interviewed him, but that was like, that's just, I really, if I can avoid that situation, yeah, I will not get anything name brand so I can, you know, make it that extra step. And this is, it comes up a lot. There's people who work on Broadway and it's like, they'll spend everything at Omni Exchange or wherever. Yep. And 
then all of a sudden they're in their 40s or 50s and they're no longer the big hit on Broadway mm -hmm. and they're walking up five flights of stairs to that apartment that still charges them too much that they don't have enough money for. And now mm -hmm. they got to go do a job they don't want to do because they didn't just save in the first place. And oh, yeah. I, I, it, I feel like the trick is to always look to the future. You're always, you always have to think about the future, which can be off putting, you know, cause I'm very much, I like to live in the moment, but in terms of money, I'm always like, I want to be in a better position next year than I am this year. And it allows you to grow creatively because you said, you know, you'll save up for recording equipment for your podcast. So it allows you to having the money gives you an ability to have a different outlet. So you don't need to, and I don't want to assume, you know, emotionally how you, for me, it would be like, I don't have to live on the emotional up and down roller coaster of I didn't get this audition. So now I'm not fulfilled career wise. You went and you created your podcast and you created something that not fulfills you emotionally, but what is that? What did that do for you that you could well, create that you had the money and opportunity to create something um, that fulfills you too, there too, or I don't want to put words in your mouth. Okay. So, so I want to, yeah, this is a whole separate thing, which we are totally down to talk about right now, real quick. I had a realization that I didn't just want to work on other people's projects. Okay. Because I have a certain work ethic. I have a certain way I like to run my things. It's just a certain way I like to do it. And I have no problem, obviously, performing in shows. That's not something against me. Yeah. But shows fold. A show that had auditions for Broadway is all of a sudden not going to Broadway. Yeah. You just waited all day to audition for it. Right. That's the other part of it. I got really serious about how much time I have on Earth, yeah. which is a morbid thought for a lot of 20-year-olds to even be thinking about. But the reality is Truth. I want a family. Yep. I want to have a kid. Yep. Women can only have kids up <laughs> into a certain age. Yep. I don't want to <laughs> have a high risk of am I going to be able to get pregnant with someone naturally. Yep. There's like all of these thoughts that Life. I'm now having at 26 Life. that most people aren't having because yep. that's a millennial way to not think about it. You see someone in Hollywood having a kid at age 40 yep. and you don't realize that when you get to that age, it can cost up to $400,000 to do an artificial insemination yep. and the odds go way down under 10%, but mm. you don't know that. You yep. just know that this over 40 year old person had a child. So, you know, even in your subconscious, someone might be thinking, Oh, I don't have to have a kid right now. I can do it with technology. I can do it later. Not right. necessarily true. Mm -hmm. And that's just and that's just one flip. Anyway, so not performing in other people's projects. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted to create myself. Mm -hmm. And I also thoroughly now encourage anyone who's a performer to create something. Don't wait for opportunity. Create it. Yes. You need to be practicing your art, whatever art that is, even when no one's looking. You can't just say, oh, but I'll put in the work when I'm on Broadway. No, 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 no. It needs to be happening now, every day, living in it every moment. Like, for instance, I love Andrea Burns. She didn't just become Andrea Burns overnight. Mm -hmm. She worked her butt for that. Good that's girl. Not just, that's not an overnight, none of this stuff. Even like, and the whole cast of Friends, it was all like, <laughs> oh, out of nowhere, they got cast in Friends. That's not true. Yeah. They were performing in the city before that, but you know, it's sensational to hear someone came from nothing. Of course, yeah. And people do, but it's just not the reality in terms of making it, being yep. discovered, all of those, you know, and I'm putting air quotes up. So I encourage everyone to create. And that's what led me to create podcasts, working on a TV show, mm -hmm. creating a film. Mm -hmm. Who knows where they'll go? Yep. But I have them created. 
and there's a possibility they can go somewhere because then what you realize is you're now creating jobs. Yes. You're not just waiting for one. Yep. And especially in the art field, jobs are limited. Mm-hmm. So if you can create jobs, you're going to do all right. And I love Lin-Manuel. I mean, the guy, <laughs> I don't know what his thought process was, yep. but I imagine it was something along the lines of, I'm not on Broadway. I'm not being represented. The only way I'm getting there is if I put myself there. Yep. And now Disney calls him to be in Mary Poppins because <laughs> he created something. Yeah. No, it's it's the way it goes, especially today with the way in Instagram and all of this stuff is, yes. is scheduled and created. Yep. It's just different. You need to create on your own. You cannot just wait. And you can you can wait, but you may not get to where you truly want to go or want to be. Yeah. And you need to have the bandwidth to be able to do that. If you were working a restaurant job and you had to be at the restaurant at 4.30 every day and you worked until 2, 4 a.m., would you be able to audition and create? And do, I mean, you don't have – well, you wouldn't have the bandwidth. That's why I stopped DJing because it took me two days to recover. And now mm. I'm starting to schedule my time and budget my time yeah. as important as my money, mm-hmm. which is more important than your money. You can always make more money. You can never make more time. Yes. So you gotta lo- You need to love every minute of what you're doing. And that was my realization. I was like, oh, oh, I'm now recovering from the bar yeah. because my schedule, my sleep cycle is off. Mm-hmm. And I have to get up at the gym at 530 yeah. before I get to these open calls. Yeah. So I had to change that. But then you realize how many hours are in a day, 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. You're working nine hours at a job. Mm-hmm. So subtract that from 24. Mm-hmm. You sleep for eight hours. Subtract that from 24. Give yourself an hour on each end of your workday for commute. You still have those hours. That, what is that? comes down to like five or six yep. something hours a day yep. of free time. And what are you doing? Are you scrolling through Instagram? Yes. Or are you creating something? And it doesn't have to be perfect and, you know, that's kind of the trap that I know I can get caught in. Oh, it's not perfect. I want to make sure I put out my best face to the world. Yes, but perfect is the enemy of, what is it? Like perfect is the enemy of uh, product or something. There's some quote. I got to go look it up. But it's like, it doesn't have to be perfect to just start. I feel like it's like, just start. Just, you know, you may not be a beautiful playwright overnight, but at least just start. Just start doing readings in your friend's room or do like, just start. And yeah, and I wish, yeah just see what I it, wish Nike, I wish Nike had not copyrighted Just Do It. <laughs> just <laughs> do it's it. so true. Yeah. Just do it. <sighs> okay. Thank you so much. And I just want to end with, what would your advice be from the situation that you went through and if someone's trying to deal with, oh, should I go on that boat? But then that'll take me away from auditions for a year, but it'll let me save money. Like if someone's kind of on the fence and is like, mm, what what advice would you give to that person who's like, what should I do next? Just kind of contemplating. Well, I have a, there's a few. I have three different things. First, one, write it down. Write down what you want to do. What's your main goal out of life? All of us have these dreams to like, you know, be famous, achieve this, achieve that. But what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Are you looking, are you, are, do you just want to be seen? Do you just want to be loved? I mean, there's core needs that all of us humans have. Yep. And if you can get down to what those core needs are, you can probably achieve them much faster than what you think. Because mm-hmm. we overcomplicate our lives. That's yep. just, life is relatively simple and we make it very difficult. Mm-hmm. You can realize what you want to do 
affect people positively. You can do that in your quote unquote day job yes. before you're doing it on a Broadway stage. Mm-hmm. There are things that can, so you can emotionally get yourself to where you want to be faster. So yeah. write it down, just write down what's most important and make different columns, you know, where, and, and, and they do these with products when they're creating new products, make a fake life. You know, mm-hmm. like schedule it. What is the ideal product? What is yes. my ideal life? Mm-hmm. Living, where do I want to be? Who do I want to be with? Yep. What do I want to have? Mm-hmm. Where do I want to go? And then make those and then see what's so traveling is important to you and you want to perform. You could start traveling now yeah. with the ship. Yeah. Right. Okay. Part two. If for me, if it's not a hell yeah, it's a no. <laughs> so whenever I, and you get, you realize as a performer, if you're charismatic uh-huh. and you talk to people, you start to get sales jobs that make you a lot of money. Mm. You can become a real estate agent. Yep. You can go work in a theme park mm-hmm. on a cruise ship. And, yep. a da, 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 da. and you need to realize that if it's not a hell yeah, mm-hmm. it's a no for me. Yeah. That might help you yeah. because I want to be gung-ho about what I'm doing. I don't want to do anything kind of like, eh, kind of. Yeah. And then the other one, the third thing is if I find myself making pros and cons lists, it's usually because I have to ask myself this. Am I talking myself into a bad idea or mm. out of a good idea? Interesting. Yeah. Because the spirit knows <laughs> you just have to, con- you just got to convince the mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the interesting part. And it, you know, may like someone who's listening might be like, Oh God, this guy sounds a little spiritual. I am personally. Yep. That's what works for me. Mm-hmm. But you'll find more often than not life, whatever you believe in, in life, is giving you signs. Yes. They start off quiet. They get a little bit louder. You know, you hear it and you're like, oh, that's interesting. That mm-hmm. doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the brick wall falls down on you. Mm-hmm. And this can happen in like a relationship. You're dating someone. Something doesn't feel right. I think they're lying to me. They're not. Ooh, that was a really vicious response they had to me saying hi to that girl. But mm-hmm. we're going to keep it going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom, it explodes. Uh-huh. Because you don't listen. Your life is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. What is it saying? Yeah. And I know it's like a very spiritual approach to money, but I noticed that, you know, like for instance, I heard this about like Warren Buffett. He's got, he's very intelligent and then he can also remove emotion from decisions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And if you can remove that and just get down, like dig down to like the core, the seed of it, Mm -hmm. it can really help you make a solid decision about, should I be saving this money? Should I go on this ship? Should I go take that day job? Should I leave the city for a little bit and come back? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I didn't expect uh, our talk about budgeting and finances to go there, but I think yeah. it is part of the bigger picture, at least for me, like try to remove the jealousy of this person is going here on Instagram or is wearing this piece of clothing on Instagram or has this bag. So making sure that I'm fulfilled internally and spiritually and that that is not interfering with my purpose and what I want because will that bag fulfill me? It'll just fulfill that superficial part of me and thinking that that's what I need instead of what do I really, what am I missing over here that I'm having this bag replaced for me, right? Yeah, yeah, that relationship that I lost. It's like, no, 
<laughs> no. This bag means bag success. Yeah, which I which I can get somewhere else, which I can fulfill, get fulfilled somewhere else other than this external spend money on this bag, which I can put into a retirement fund, which sounds really fuddy-duddy at the age of 26. But when, the, when you get 65, you'll be really glad you did. Um, Especially if you're like an ingenue. You're not going to be an ingenue at 65. Dude, that is you know, my story. So if you're making money doing that, you need to figure out something else because by the time you need to retire, that might not be your type anymore. I'm, I'm just talking about performing. I am you know. no, I'm telling you, like I was gonna go to school for marketing or musical theater. I said, you know what? I can always go into marketing business later because I am an ingenue and nobody wants a four year old Nina and day and night in Hollywood and Ukraine. <laughs> like no you know. <laughs> I did that role in my twenties, I'm not gonna do it now. So, yeah, and, and one last thing I just want to add yeah. that next time you're out in the city or out and about, you know, take a look at people walking down the street and what they're holding and what they're using and what neighborhood you're in and what you see people's needs are. Because you'll notice many people, instant gratification is so much more important yeah. than looking to the future. And if you can, if you can look to the future, at least with the way you spend your money, then life will just, it'll be better off. I can't, I can't, I believe how many people I see with um, smartphones, mm-hmm. but complaining about how they can't pay rent. Well, I mean, and I get it. I get it. Smartphones are the way of the future. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not. Right. To, but know, do you need at all. the iPhone 10 right it, when it comes out? Like, but I have an SE. I don't have an iPhone 10. Right. It does the same thing. And this phone was $400 <laughs> and that's a thousand. And you can still email your agent and get emails and sites from your agent, you know, from on that and, iPhone. And <laughs> I also have an iPhone 6 Plus that I bought used for 300 There we go. So you know what I mean? And now I have like people like, you got two iPhones. And I'm like, yeah, but they're, both, they're not as nice as the iPhone 10. And one is used. But it's just the, it's where you spend your money. There's some things that you can get used and you can buy that other thing new. If you really want a nice watch, buy the nice watch. Don't take an Uber for a month. Or ask it's, for it for Christmas or your birthday. Yes, yes. You know exactly. what I mean? And that's what it comes down to budgeting. Like it's, if, if you... It's in your budget to Uber every day, then you can do that. But you can't just willy-nilly spend the money. So if you, and if you want those big ticket items, ask for a gift certificate for Uber for uh, the holidays or ask for, you know, use that as the gifts that you're asking for, for family or friends or whatever. And then, but I'm going to get timely and talk about this government shutdown because one thing that a lot of people are dealing with right now is not getting a paycheck. And a lot of families are in dire need right now. And the statistic I keep hearing is that like over, I think it was, don't quote me, like 70% of families don't have a thousand dollar emergency fund. And, and guys, like we're not just talking actors here. And I know like we talk about financial issues being such an issue for actors because we do have a specific set of, we don't get a consistent paycheck for one company our income varies, but this isn't, this is life people. So you need to have your stuff together and have an emergency fund. But this isn't just specific to actors. Like this is for everybody. People, what are we doing? Living in debt, trying to impress the Joneses. And I think it's Gary Vaynerchuk's like, you're trying to impress the Joneses and you don't even like the Joneses. You know, buying stuff you don't need to impress people you don't like. Let's get our heads on straight and let's find true fulfillment what what will fulfill you and what will bring you what will fill that 
void for you. Like find what that void is because a bag isn't going to fill it. So, nothing, all right. Nothing material can fulfill that emotional. I agree. You well got to find, you got to well find what said. does it for you. All right. Thank you so much for talking with me. I would love to do a shameless plug uh, portion of the podcast. So can you please tell us everything where people can find you plug away? Tell me what, where can people find you? Great. Okay. So my, I'm, I'm brand consistent inclination. It's a play on inclination, <laughs> inclination at inclination on Instagram, okay. Twitter. You can find me if you Google it. Entertainment X. Yes. Is, uh, my podcast, I get to the stolen drives of top performers in the entertainment industry. Woo. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, Player FM, and iHeartRadio. Nice. You can find it pretty much on any podcast platform. Cool. Entertainment X. It's long form, so the interviews are an hour plus. Everyone from theater, radio, television, and film. Cool. Um, and that's that, that's it. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Quick. Thank you so, so much for this conversation. It was rocking. So thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>